0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mark Bell's Power Project Podcast. If you guys don't know who the host is by now, what are you doing with your life? Uh, but just in case this is your first time around, this podcast, of course, is hosted by Mark Bell, co-hosted by Insuma Yang and myself, Andrew Zaragoza. This is a Power bite. A Power bite is just a shortened uh, podcast episode highlighting a, a short segment or a short, you know, just a couple of uh, back and forths, we'll say, from a full-length podcast. And during the initial lockdown, we didn't slow down one bit. We podcasted every single day, sometimes twice on Sunday, literally. Um, and this was a really cool podcast that we feel you guys maybe could have possibly overlooked, especially the topic that we're going to highlight. This goes back all the way to episode 383 with James Smith. James Smith is considered the, uh, or he's, he has a nickname of like the Gordon Ramsey of fitness. He kind of just tells it like it is and says, you know, like, hey, if you don't like the way, you know, I am on social media, then you're just not going to like who I am. Am you know off of social media, therefore that kind of filters some of his clients that he does uh, you know sign up or yeah all that good stuff. But anyways, on this episode, James Smith is going to talk about the necessary habits for good fitness. Again, if you guys know somebody that can really utilize this information, but they don't have the time or want to invest all the time in a full length podcast, you guys can send them this short clip and help them get on their way. Uh, if you guys like what James Smith is talking about. Please let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at MB Power Project. Hit us up on Twitter at MB Power Project. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all over the place. We're really easy. We're really accessible. So please do reach out to us and let us know what you guys think. And ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the show with James Smith. How are you enjoying your uh, bodyweight exercises at home?
1: Do you know what? I I, I can imagine right now that I'm surrounded by people that all uh, appreciate my standpoint on this, where if you have equipment at home, you've got a suspension trainer or a TRX, you can make a workout. But when I see people jumping around, uh, you know, to time or to workouts and suddenly every trainer, I'm not sure if this is the same in in America, but in the UK, everyone, free workout, join me. We're gonna do 300 crunches and, you know, loads of jump squats. Uh, for me, I've actually started running, which is probably one of the, uh, one of the things that I've, I've been portrayed as anti-running, I'm not anti-running, I'm just pro-resistance training. And you get to the point where you're so strongly trying to say to people, resistance training is your way forward. High-protein diet resistance training, you're not going to go back. That you do become anti-hit and anti-running. But yeah, I've, um, I've become a full-on Strava wanker. I've even got a Garmin now to time my <laughs> running times. I'm, I'm ashamed to say it out loud, but that's where I'm at at the moment.
2: Do you think uh, maybe it was a little problematic how connected people were to the gym, or do you think that's a, a healthy thing? I mean, for people not to be able for people to, you know, be taken out of gyms just for a handful of weeks—really, it hasn't been that long. Um, do you think people should be able to handle this a little easier, or do you think, or or are you finding it a pain in the ass yourself? Sounds like you just switched to like some running, so that doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal to you.
1: Uh, it's for me the the mentality i've developed and i'm certainly probably certainly not the best trained in this uh live here but going to the gym is a mental thing as well where you pack your bag you time your pre-workout if you have one you go there that hour there is not for emails it's not for anything apart from your working working sets rest get in get out and if you don't accomplish all the sets you want it kind of eats away at you and the same way that when we select cafes to go to I'm going to have a coffee I'm do my emails i'm going to work on this strategy do this presentation we've had all avenues taken away from us which means that we all suddenly have to accomplish all these things from home and it's the adapting part that's quite tough i people could say in the same sense we're reliant on our gyms as we're reliant on our coffee shops uh so it, it's one of those things that i think in the future uh if this is going to be a recurring theme with covid and another viral disease we do need to uh, potentially have a little box at home with equipment that we can use to, to resistance train, and we should have a coffee machine at home so we can get work done but uh, yeah I think we've all certainly realized how dependent we are on these things and how important it, not just the gym is for our mental health but having that routine because leaving the house, getting away from your kids even getting away from your friends is quite a uh, really important part of everyday routine in life
2: Is there anything you're enjoying about running that's different from Uh, lifting or do you hate it (laughs) uh i can get my step count done
1: in an impressive time so uh i bought a playstation as soon as the country got locked down i was like that's it call of duty i'm getting a playstation and to go out for an hour and come back and hit my ten thousand steps i feel accomplished so even though i'm there at 4 p.m playing playstation i'm i'm laying there going yeah but don't worry i've hit my steps today (laughs) so running is the the best way to get your steps done in a short period of time have you always had a step goal for yourself? I think like a step goal is one of the coolest things where people can get more, uh, I guess, uh, build the habit of being less sedentary without having to like, exercise, just building that habit. And have you always had a step goal for yourself or did you develop that because of quarantine? I think um, it's something that I really like to establish uh, into my clients. And then I felt like a bit of a fraud giving out the information. I'm sure we're all guilty of not taking our own advice, especially with training, where we're like, you need to dial back your training to your client, and then you realise that you're overtrained and you're sore, and you're doing way too much volume. Um, so after a while, I was like, do you know what, James, you should take your own advice here. But uh, in a bid where I'm not anti-cardio, but I am uh, pro-step count. I am pro people being active. And rather than saying to people, you know, you must park really far away from the shops, you must take the stairs, you must do this, you give them a step count to work towards, and suddenly they do it themselves, and it sounds pretty bad to treat your clients like like children, but I've done that for years where, you know, if you're in a room with a child and you're like, do not go through that door, they'll do it. They'll go through it straight away. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of give them the freedom with, a, with an overpinning principle of, look, it's just 10,000 steps a day, they will become proactive. They will walk more. And without the word cardio coming into question, they're almost upping their own anyway. And it, it is a bit different to athletes, to normal people. But then again, I found some of my clients do go out jogging on their own prerogative, if I set them a step count. But for me, it's one of those things that, especially when dieting, when reducing calories, people then realize, they go, James has told me my steps are going to reduce when I cut my calories. And then I realise it myself. Some days I'm like, oh, I'm knackered and I'm well-trained. I oh, look, I've done 3000 steps. I'm like, oh my God, I must, I'm, I'm going to have to go for a walk. But, um, mm. I'm very fortunate to be in Sydney where we've got amazing coastals and nice places to go for walks. Um, but with people at the moment they can they can work their hardest to get their steps up in their house and even cleaning I find if I uh, make sure I've got my iPhone on me or my Garmin watch when I potter around the house folding clothes and get your step count on. What? Go ahead. What are some other, uh, like, I guess, basic habits that you think people should have as far as their fitness is concerned, something simple, like getting steps in on, like a lot of us don't think about that. So what are some other basic things that you really don't think a lot of people are thinking about when it does come to keeping body fat off, losing fat, et cetera? Uh, sleep for me is a huge, uh, it's something I've only really realized in the last few years, how important sleep is. and being a busy personal trainer on the floor i was having a coffee at 4 or 5 p.m and it never really occurred to me why i couldn't fall asleep uh i set myself quite strict bedtimes and I've, I've even developed a bit of sleep stress where uh if i know i'm not going to get adequate sleep it's already in my head for the next day That hold on i'm gonna have to dial back and um probably not accomplish as much as before but with my clients now sleep is a huge underpinning principle and in periods where I know that my sleep is going to be disrupted, I almost give myself the the, the the break away from training or seeking progressive fat loss. Or whenever I'm cutting weight for a comp, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I will have to go sober for three or four weeks before to ensure that my sleep is good enough to ensure that I can actually cut my calories. Because without the sleep, I can't cut calories. And without giving up alcohol, I can't get the adequate sleep. So it's kind of this knock-on effect that goes throughout. And again, I find that if I focus on my sleep, then my alcohol intake is reduced as a byproduct. Whereas if someone said, don't drink alcohol, they'd be like, no, it's part of my life. I need my gin and tonics and my beers. So I think sleep-like steps is that kind of overpinning principle that creates good habits underneath.
2: You have a lot of people uh, misunderstand your message sometimes because you are joking around a lot. and You're having a lot of fun. Are people like sometimes thinking that you're serious, like... There's one video where you show like the best exercises to burn fat, but you continually after every exercise you show, uh, you mentioned like uh, eat less and move more. I think every single time are some people are like, wait, those aren't the best exercises. Like are people misunderstanding your message a lot of times and and uh, kind of getting confused, even though you're just having a good time?
1: I think, uh, yeah, it, it is. You can be very easily misunderstood and a lot of people can not quite get the approach that you're going with. I think that in the in the industry we're in, we don't need 100% of people to, almost we don't need 100% of people to enjoy our message. And the sarcasm there will bring a lot of enjoyment to a lot of other people that do understand it. But I intentionally like to be polarizing. And I've said this openly before that if I was to be sarcastic or give someone incredibly tough love, the people who I repel, I don't think would make good clients. And I'd only end up refunding them a few weeks down the line when they're getting annoyed with the, the way it works. And you kind of bring the people that are going to be good clients closer. And even if it means that I have several thousand also sarcastic clients, they will enjoy it. Whereas the people that don't understand the sarcasm, I'm just going to grind on them eventually and I'm just going to annoy them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost a way for me to, to wean people out of the funnel before they make it to the, the stage of being a client and similar. If you uh, if you bring this into a dating context, on a first or second date, sometimes you drop some hints about your intentions to gauge a reaction. And then sometimes they'll be like, I'm looking for something serious. And you're like, I'm so glad we've clarified this so early on in the first date so that you don't end up going into a second. So I see these videos being very much like that. So people uh, are well aware of, of what kind of message I'm putting across. Because if they don't like mine, there are plenty of other people that they'll get on with.